That's right. We got Daryl Henderson on the podcast, VP of Government Affairs. And oh, does he love this song. VP of Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce. You're going to love this episode. And he loves Law and Order. Stay tuned. And check out Downtown Clearwater, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. You are going to love this episode because we have somebody very fancy here today at 13th Avenue Media. Just wait until you hear this title. This is a good one. This is Daryl Henderson, the VP of Government Affairs for the Clearwater Regional Chamber of Commerce. Well, well, well. Say hello, Daryl. Hello, Daryl. <laughs> I'm going to love this. All right. A few fun facts and a framework before we get started. There's only one reason that I like Daryl. I just met Daryl the day before yesterday or something. Maybe it was last week. Based solely upon the fact that you're from New York. Right? Absolutely. I mean, that's a thing, right? It is a thing. It's a weird thing. It's almost like if um, you're Greek and you meet another Greek person, you like them because they're Greek. If you're Irish, you meet another Irish person. It's the same thing, right? We well, just, it's, a, it's a bond. There's, it is a bond. There's a familiar, common there's a familiarity bond. there. There's, there's common language. and Particularly from New York, there's common ways of thinking. Yeah, there's almost like you don't have to say anymore. It's exactly. like, oh, you're from New York. Okay, yeah. I get it. Moving on. <laughs> So I am from Long Island, because that's how they say it there, but my parents are from Ireland, so I was not allowed to speak that way. So I, my dialect uh, is strange because of that, because they talk like leprechauns, legit, <laughs> to this day, even though they have been in this country for 50 years or something crazy like that. Wow. Yeah. But they, don't, they forget that they ever lived in New York. It's like they never left Ireland. Interesting. Isn't it? Because you can't really forget New York. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. They talk about Ireland like they just left. Well, I think they were still there 50 years later. Yeah. It's an open-minded place. Well, being an African-American... Um, You're African-American? My parents My parents are from the South. And uh -huh. so my father... What part of the South? My father was born in a town... Just outside of Columbia, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And my mother was born and raised in the town of Mount Olive, North Carolina. Oh. Uh, Mount Olive Pickles, you see them in the grocery store. Yes. Pickle Plant was the biggest employer in the town. I think oh, it still is. Really? Yeah. Never been into pickles, really. Uh, Dill pickles. Dill pickles. Yeah. Because um, they're sweet. So, um, my childhood recollections is they didn't talk a whole lot about where they came from for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. My father was born in 1921. Mm. He served in a, a segregated unit in the U.S. Army during World War II. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I didn't hear a whole lot of war stories. Yeah, I bet. It was a, it was a, the military was very different then. But so, you went into the military. I did. Which we'll get to. Okay, first, we're, we're still in New York. <laughs> we're in New York in our minds <laughs> right now. But actually, we're not. We are in the ring. Which is um, the second well-certified building in the country. I, this is the first time I've ever said that. I usually say it's the first because I don't like to give Boston any credit because I'm from New York. You get that, right? Totally. You did. totally get that. Totally so did. I usually say this is the first well-certified building in the country. And then I go, all right, well, it's actually the second. 
but I don't like giving it up to Boston. Well, I, so are you a Jet fan? I'm a Giants fan. It's over. All right. So thank you for joining us today, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> well, you do know there's a system in New York. And I, of course of, I do. And you're part of it, right? Mm-hmm. People from the island, from yes. Queens and Long Island, typically are Mets fans, Jets fans, and New York Islanders fans. Okay, so I and am a Ranger fan. Brooklyn, Manhattan, the yeah, Bronx, yeah, yeah, tend I know. to be Yankees, Giants. I know. Well, my parents are from Ireland, so there's that. My dad worked at New York Hospital for 42 years. Wow. So, uh, New York Ranger, mm-hmm. New York Jets, okay. and um, I am a Yankee fan. But I don't really care as much about baseball. Like, I like Jeter. You know, like, I liked all the good-looking guys. Well, you know? here's a fun fact about Derek Jeter. Oh, he Did lives... you know that today is his 45th birthday? Get out of here. July. Can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> good luck with that. I know. I could call Colleen. from the Yankees anymore. Yeah, that's not right. Well, only because he's part owner of the Florida Mile. Yes, which, that's an interesting, that's a whole other episode. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I do have um, Alyssa and Avery here with us from 13th Avenue Media, which is unfair that I have not. You might hear some laughter, and that's good. Um, We don't usually have a a team effort podcast, but I like this because I think that there's going to be some synergy, especially since I'm the only one that didn't want to be a lawyer that's in the room (laughs) currently. I never wanted to be a lawyer. I can honestly say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I worked at a law firm, though. Oh. Yeah, one of my first, as Avery says, real person jobs. That's what she calls oh, them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a real person job. <laughs> so me and you have real person jobs. So um, Daryl, I just met recently, like I mentioned, because we didn't know that we were part of the chamber because we were here at the ring. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that the ring didn't tell us. Yes. That means that I don't typically read contracts unless I have to. That's not a good idea. I know. I work with doctors 90% of the time. Okay. It might be something you don't know. I have another company called The Doctor Whisperer. So I've been, I did hear that. Yes. Yeah, I've actually been reading contracts for 20 okay. years. But when it's for me, I'm like, whatever. whatever. Like, where do I sign? Yes, fine. I do the same. Yeah, right? Isn't that weird? Because for business, I, I have to. And last I, time I bought a car, me. I think I read the contract. It took me like 45 seconds. Right, yeah. I just was like, give me the keys. I just signed it. I really, I had no <laughs> yeah. idea. I, so, um, just so you know, Alyssa and I, being 13th Avenue Media portion of um, my brain, actually, we were, we're OGs here. We were the second people to sign up. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I've been following them That's for awesome. a year and a half. Really? So I knew the day that it was available. He's done a great job with this space. Um, Daniels. Daniels Ikaevs, uh, the the owner and founder of The Ring, is also the owner of this building. Yes. And between this building and other properties, he's probably invested to the tune of $7 million in Clearwater. Yeah. So he's got real skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And what um, a really nice human. He's a great guy. And he's been an active member of uh, the Downtown Clearwater Merchants Association mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, he dabbled in getting politically active last year and probably didn't get the result he wanted. But, right. But he's a, he's a good guy. His heart is, he's invested in Clearwater. Mm-hmm. His heart's in the right place. And yeah. like you say, he's a genuinely nice person. Very. Well, I'll tell you my, the, so. my literal first introduction to him. Alyssa and I walked in here and he was under the front desk. Because he was fixing something, mm-hmm. right? So when I see that, <laughs> Janelle was standing there and she's like, oh, well, that's actually 
the owner, <laughs> and he was under mm-hmm. the desk. He's very hands-on. Right, He's very hands-on, on. and that's always because um, I had mentioned to you before we got this started, my, my dad worked for New York Hospital for 42 years, and um, my greatest introduction into business was that he knew everybody from the person that worked at the deli to the CEO of the company, mm-hmm. to the guy who worked the elevator, to the maintenance, to the highest level. So he taught me that very young. So when I see that today and I see somebody that's willing to be under the table and not ashamed of that, I'm, I already know I'm going to like him. Well, isn't it funny that you mentioned that? Well, it is actually, Daryl. Well, because <laughs> I see the same thing yeah. in my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen people, you under a table yet. People maybe. who have credibility. Mm-hmm are the ones who understand that not only is it all about relationships, mm-hmm. but it's about relationships with everybody. Everybody. Because there is no such thing as an unimportant person. No. So if you don't treat the waitress right at the restaurant, I don't care who you are, I can't like you anymore. I was going to say, there's a meme going around on Facebook. I have I have a file of those things on my computer with like 8,000 of them, <laughs> the little pictures with the sayings. Oh, I'd and love to see those. Them, and uh-huh. one of them is... A person who is nice to you but yeah. not nice to the waiter mm-hmm. is not a nice person. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true because who you are all the time is who Absolutely. you are all the time. Absolutely. Don't try to fool us, New Yorkers. We know. <laughs> We're hip to that. Most people... Oh, there's another little meme that... And I don't know if you can put this on the air. But, put the, but listen, one you'd be the, surprised what we've talked about. It's a picture of... And I can't remember the actress's name. Older, really old lady. I can't remember, but she's <laughs> funny. And she's got this... She's sitting there with this look on her face... And the caption says, one of the great things about getting older is knowing someone is an asshole before they even open their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to want to see that. Maybe we could make it a part of uh, this podcast. We'll we'll put it up on social. Absolutely. Yeah, to be the the underlying message of this podcast in particular. So um, I'm going to let you flow in just a second. But I want to make sure that um, the reason that I decided, we found out we were chamber members, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Got to meet some of the wonderful people that work in your organization. And then I just offered that I would like to interview as many people as possible in downtown Clearwater. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to be a part of this community now, mm-hmm. I will be a part of this community in business. So that's a commitment. So, I mean, running two businesses, being a woman-owned business, mm-hmm. it is um, a wonderful thing. But it's also a challenge. Mm-hmm. But I realize that this gives me the greatest relationship builder. Absolutely. Right? Because I get to meet a lot of the people and see how I can help and extend a hand. And, um, and this is a really good way to get the message out there. Because I'm, of course, very interested in all things downtown mm-hmm. Clearwater. Because I love everything wellness. So that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. It also has like this really cool table we're sitting at. It's like made of a tray. So, um, Daryl, coming from New York, moved here 13 years ago. 13 is a great number. You know that, right? Because mm-hmm. you're on 13th Avenue Media Podcast. And you were going to law school, and then somebody called you. Who would that person be? The person who called me is uh, Carol Haig. Carol, um, at the time, well, at the time she called me, she was, she was here at the chamber. But I met Carol in 2013 mm-hmm. when she taught a course in the in my program, my bachelor's degree program, paralegal studies. Mm. At the time, she was working for Johnson Pope, which is one of the largest law firms in the county, and she had been at Johnson Pope 
for 21 years. She was the managing director, which means she spent her days herding lawyers, which is like herding <laughs> cats. That's and funny. so um, uh, I was taking that course and in that program because I was all set to go to law school when I graduated. And um, Carol called me and uh, asked me if I would come and do something for her. Yeah, what was that that she asked you to come and she do? She asked me to come and be vice president of government affairs for the chamber. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, um, that doesn't sound like being a lawyer to me. That sounds like well, politics uh, and understand, though, long that, board meetings. Well, they're long meetings. They're not all boring. I said board. Board. But board I meant board. Well, I'm on about four <laughs> boards, yeah. Same thing, right? Um, but actually, a lot of the skills I learned in that program yeah. have been very beneficial in this role. Yeah, of course. One of the things that we learned how to do was to write legal briefs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We learned how we did uh, mock trials at every single class, I think, except Carol's class. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's an element of public speaking. There's an element of being able to think on your feet because you're acting as an attorney, and so you need to be able to react to what you hear from the stand Mm -hmm. if it calls for a reaction. Right. Um, There's a lot of reading of statutes. Involved in the training, so in my role now, I read a lot of statutes that come out of the Florida legislature, mm-hmm. and it's my role to be able to interpret them for our chamber members who are not lawyers and right. who don't want to be lawyers. Right, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there are a fair amount of our membership that are very interested, not just in local politics, obviously, but what's going on at the state level because it could impact their business and their sure. industry. So, as an example, the governor just signed into law. Um, a bill which would remove the certificate of needs requirement Mm -hmm. for medical service providers. The the short version of that is before you build a hospital, Mm -hmm. you have to sort of do a market study to make sure that there are patients in the area. You have to um, make sure you're not infringing or, or, you know, creating a problem for another medical service provider mm-hmm. in the area. You have to obviously have all your programs and doctors and everything certified through the American Medical Association, state licensing boards and all that. And that's roughly all of that put together is called certificate of need. Uh, Bay Care has to present a certificate of need mm-hmm. before they built Morton Plant and East Hospital over here to, sh- to show all of this information to the state and to the federal government that there's a need for a hospital. Mm. The governor just removed that requirement. So what that means, besides the obvious, that there are going to be people who are cut out of medical care Mm -hmm. because they can't afford these new providers, but these doctors and these new service places are not going to be regulated. Um, So it's just, it's it's not a good thing. Free-for-all. Exactly. Exactly. It's a free-for-all. Right, yeah. It's going to be a free-for-all, and that's not good for anyone. Not good. Well, this is what's so interesting is that I... You know, besides understanding what's going on in, in government and understanding all of the bills that are passing, you really need to be immersed in economic development Yes. if you are going to have a business. Exactly. So for me, maybe something you didn't know, is that I, I ran a pediatric office in Clearwater for eight years before I opened my business. Seems like so long ago. And one of the um, frustrating things was having a business in the city of Clearwater, but... Now I, I can say that because it's it was it was frustrating. It's frustrating to be in any city. It was frustrating when we opened in the city of Oldsmar, mm-hmm. 
Okay, it was frustrating now that I have clients. In every city, there's a frustration. Sure. But most of it is because of that wonderful term called ignorance, because really you don't understand what, what goes on and what needs to happen in order for you to, I don't know, have a monument sign mm -hmm. versus a sign on your building mm -hmm. and things that you would think would be just such an easy decision, why things take so long, you know, getting a permit, all of that good stuff. You know, there's there's a thing called due diligence, yeah. right? Yeah. So we don't have free-for-alls. Well, a lot of people, and you're absolutely correct, a lot of people either don't know where to go for information, right? or they don't feel that they need to go for information. I've opened a business before, I don't need to consult with the right. city. Well, every city has different ordinances every and different city, requirements. Absolutely. And that one of the roles that I perform at the chamber for our membership mm -hmm. is to help bridge that information gap sometimes. Right. Is to connect new businesses that come into the community mm -hmm. with the appropriate government offices at the city level and even at the county level. Yeah. To help the business have a smooth transition to uh, opening and being successful in the community. Yeah. So. Because it is. I mean, business draws people moving. Absolutely. To your state, to your city. Um, business draws so much. Me being an entrepreneur, right? I really didn't even know how much good I could do as a business owner for a community. Mm -hmm. I just would have never thought that. I was always running somebody else's business. So mm -hmm. I was the one trying to convince the doctors to do good for the community. I love you, doctors. But, you know, um, everybody's so busy. But once you really remove yourself, like you've had the opportunity to, and I think that this is one of the great parts of being affiliated with a chamber, you really don't know anything that's going on in the community until you walk out of your business and meet other people. Yes. yes. And I think that the chamber offers that great opportunity. It's one of the it's one of the best benefits to being a part of a chamber of commerce. Yes. Because it is our role to connect you not only with other businesses in the community mm -hmm. and with peers and you know, oftentimes those business connections become friends. And I've heard that quite a bit. I just posted membership. that on Facebook yesterday. Um, but one of the, the other benefits is it's a benefit to your business. You have potential clients that are other businesses in the chamber, and it's our role to facilitate those introductions. Right. The other, the other service that we provide, obviously, is for our members, like I mentioned, who are interested in what's going on in politics mm -hmm. and in government and industry. It's my role to keep them informed. I send out, uh, well, we send out weekly newsletters, but I have... I heard that on Thursdays. Yeah. How exciting. And I, I think we a, might be in it. You should be. Well, I'm hoping. You should be. <laughs> and, but I also have um, a contact list of people, you know, when they join the chamber, if they express any interest in government and politics, mm -hmm. I certainly add, I add them to our contact list. And so I send out, you know, emails, memos, mm -hmm. reports, updates on significant things happening at the local and, and, and county and state level mm. to that contact list. And so everyone is aware of what's going on. Oh, everyone knows what we know. Right. So that if they have questions. Um, and, I, and part of my relationship, or part of my job, is to build relationships with elected officials. So I meet monthly with each one of the city council members. I meet on a regular basis with members of the county commission. Mm -hmm. um, How many of them are African-American? City council, not. None. Um, How no. many of them are women? City council, not. Mm. Um, You're hurting me, Daryl. The county commission, the Pinellas County Board of County Commissioners, and I will say this on the record, is the 
best functioning governmental body I've ever seen. Really? That's nice. The Board of County Commissioners, four women, three men, four Democrats, three Republicans, um, one African-American man. Um, and they leave their politics at the door when they mm -hmm. come to the dais. They are genuinely concerned about the well-being of all citizens of the county. Good. And they do a great job. That's um, nice to hear. Yeah, I tell, I tell everyone that I meet that the County Commission is a very, very well-run organization. Nice to hear. And, good. Uh, yes, these folks are all politicians, but they are in it for the good of the people, and you can tell. Well, that's comforting. So I, I can't wait to learn more. I interviewed Lena. Lena Teixeira. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, good. You know how to say her last name. I just say Lena. <laughs> <laughs> she taught me like three times, and I was like, ah, oh, Feckety's really hard, too, so... I understand why people have a hard time, but she's a great lady. Yes, and um, Doreen Cordell. Yes, right. Former city councilwoman Doreen Cordell. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I met her because Lena was speaking at the Bel Air Coffee Connections so as oh. a a group that I'm a ambassador of the Working Women of Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. I'm actually one of ten. I don't even know what it is. Ten decade of Working Women of Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter. I was just nominated, but you should know. It's very important information. Absolutely. No idea what it means. I'm kidding. I know everything about it. Um, but when you see other women doing things that are powerful that you know are exhausting, when you see people um, that doesn't look like everybody mm -hmm. that's typically sitting at a round table, it's inspiring. And, and I loved that there was a lot of passion the day that I met Doreen because Alina was in the same room too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, and it's yes. really, it is inspiring. And I think that more people have to get involved in their cities. They have to get more involved in, if they want something to change, they're actually going to have to take an action, right? Well, and um, I tell this to young people all the time. Because there's only two and, and young people in this room, and it's not me well, and Daryl. there's four young people. <laughs> young in our minds. There's four young people. But I always tell younger folks that you're the difference. Absolutely. You're, you're, the, you're the ones that are going to make the difference. Because, right. you know, my generation started to figure it out. Our generation sort of started to figure it out. But the, the, the deal is, um, as, as discouraged as you may be with politics, as depressing as it may be to watch the news. It's very depressing. It's, it's as... Frustrating as it may be to watch people stand up behind a podium and say things that you absolutely know are not true. Right. Mm -hmm. As difficult as that is, you have to get involved because yes. I tell people all the time, one of the most disturbing things to me as an African-American, 2016 election, presidential election, less than 40% of eligible African-American voters went to the polls. Yeah. That's horrifying Shame. to me. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? If you don't vote, you forfeit your right to complain about anything. Amen! So, yes. I, I mean, 18 to 35 in the last midterm election, I think it was 30% yeah. young people voted. You, that's not sustainable. If you want things to change, yes, get active. Yes, get mm -hmm. on social media. Yes, join organizations and support you know people with your money. But you gotta go to the polls. You gotta vote. Well, you know, it's funny because I think that when I was um, teenager, young adult, I didn't really understand the value of that. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't under either. Right. I didn't so either. 
I think more so now because of the benefits of social media, media, this podcast we're doing right now, right? Absolutely. It's really making an impact because the message can get out there faster. And I also think that although everything is really may seem very glum, that will invoke change because get people angry enough and um, frustrated enough. And hopefully they'll do something to make a difference because I feel that way about business as well. I'm I'm sure that you hear this um, term. I didn't get out of, I didn't get anything out of the chamber. Right? Don't you hear that? Right. I I know, I know. So I, I hear, because I'm very involved in working women in Tampa Bay, I'm not getting anything out of it. But you and I both know, and you could probably finish my sentence, you're not getting anything out of what you're not putting into. So if you are not showing up, you know, I was telling the ladies before you walked into the office this morning, you know, I got up at four. Mm -hmm. My day is going to end at nine. Mm -hmm. And that's what I signed up for. And that's what I love. Mm -hmm. But it means I will be exhausted and I will do everything I have to do. But it's a good exhaustion. Absolutely, because I get to do what I love. If I could encourage young people even further. We're talking to the young people. Um, All old people tune out. As, as, you know, frustrating (laughs) as we talked about the frustration with watching the news and watching politics. Most people, believe it or not, ironically, are obsessed with national and international politics and Mm -hmm. international stories. And the fact is, you, local politics, all politics are local politics. The yes. people that sit in City Hall are the ones who make decisions that affect your life every single day. Yeah. And that's a good place to get involved. It's a good place to start because you look at the national situation and you feel helpless like we all do. You know, you, you, you cast your vote and you, you read up on issues and everything. But at the end of the day, Washington, D.C. Is, is a long way away. But Clearwater City Hall is not. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It pays to show up to city council meetings to become informed on what the issues are affecting the city, what ordinances are being passed that could change your budget on a, on a weekly and monthly basis. Um, and it's a good way to get involved. It's a good way to dabble in and, and get to know local officials, get to, get to know how they think and why they think the way that they think, because only when you do then can you be really effective in making a difference. That is the truth. You have to know, you know, Sun Tzu. You have to know your enemy. You have to know mm. what the other the person The art of is war. Thinking. Do yeah. girls know about that? You have to know now what I the really other person is thinking. You have to understand. It's a great book. So it is a great book. I know. Um, I've read it. So that's that's my, my lesson for young people. Get involved. You know, talk to your local politicians. Find out why they think the way they do. Why they make the rules and laws the way they do. Um, you you can only make a difference if you're informed. And Getting about. angry is not the answer. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not going to solve anything. But it might move you. And that's what I love to say. You cannot complain unless you're doing something about yeah. it. Please take an action because your complaining is actually hurting my ears right now. <laughs> Moving on, right? I mean, I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah. Um, so because I wanted this to be especially helpful, hopefully for downtown. Clearwater, mm-hmm. which is where we are, which is actually where I never thought I would be. Again, because I was in Clearwater mm-hmm. for eight years. And I thought, and I, I, this is the first time in my life that I only had to drive eight minutes to go to work. So, because in awesome. New York, 
take it, but you take the train though. I had to take the train. Yeah, but I had to walk to the train station. I had to take the Long Island Railroad. You and I were both in better shape when we went to New York. Well, we well, uh, to speak for yourself. I'm in pretty I damn shape, good shape right blocks. now, girl. I had to walk 12 <laughs> blocks to the subway. Yes, and no, absolutely. And and it gave us time to read on yeah, the train. Exactly. I mean, all of those things I, I loved, but it also gave me this really great when I When I started my business, I already knew people in this area. Mm-hmm. So what was I going to do? I was going to go to other cities. So I started in South Tampa. Mm-hmm. I moved to St. Petersburg. And then I circled back here just finally last found, year. Found the best place. Yeah, so this is where, and, and who knew? <laughs> who even knew? But it is exciting because it is a slow progression, but you can see progress, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would encourage everybody that is a part of downtown Clearwater to come to the events. I'm going to come to one here tonight that I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to one in Largo and then I'm going to come back to Clearwater. I'm going to spread a little bit of my, you know, uh, New York uh, interference <laughs> and, and speak up where somebody might not want me to and get involved because that's what you have to do. Absolutely. Um, just a little plug for the city of oh, Clearwater. Please, plug away. That's what we're here <laughs> on, for. On the 4th of July, there's going to be a family-friendly sort of celebration in Coachman Park. Right on Wonderful. The waterfront. And around 9 p.m., you're going to see the best fireworks show in Tampa Bay. Now, wait um, a second. I heard last night at the board meeting with the city of Largo that I was going to hear the best. I was going to see the best firework oh, display. Largo's so a, tell, no, so tell nice me. Town. I want to know why. Largo's I want to nice know it's better, like, selfishly. Because it's Clearwater. I mean, oh, is it because the of, fireworks wait a minute, of the water. The background is Clearwater Beach. You got the water. Sunset. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't get any better than this. Anywhere in the state. True. Is there, like, a VIP tent with yeah. air conditioning anywhere? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you have to wait for Clearwater Jazz Holiday in October. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, well, I am excited. I think that there's um, there's a lot to learn. Well, for and sure. you mentioned um, the, the progression of Clearwater. Yes. And, and the redevelopment of Clearwater. Yes. Um, right now, the city has embarked on what they're calling the Imagine Clearwater Project, mm-hmm. which is a complete renovation of Coachman Park yep. and the Bluff Walk and, and uh, locations I know about on it because Osceola. My uh, physician client, Dr. Cesar Lara, oh, know you know Lara. him? Mm-hmm. Yes. He sits on the board of Ruth Eckert. And yes. I've heard many, many exciting things, yes. and I've been waiting. Well, from, my, from our perspective at the Chamber, as exciting as the Imagine Clearwater Project is, what's more exciting, at least to me, in my role, is the interest that's coming from the commercial development sector mm-hmm. on... For example, the Harborview site, the building that was just torn down on the corner mm-hmm. of Cleveland and Osceola, there is interest in putting something new there. Um, the City Hall, as most people know, is, is closed right now. The city moved their offices into this building, actually, on the sixth floor. And so there is interest in the old City Hall site mm. in doing something exciting there. So More um, exciting than the ring? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on now. Well, the great thing about the development that we're talking about is all of these folks are interested in complementing what's happening in that in the downtown. So Good. They would, more they healthy would places to eat? More healthy places oh, to eat. More amen. entertainment. Yay. In the city. I, 
Personally, I want to. I mean, we need a barbecue joint on Cleveland yes, Street. Yes, that would be we nice. We need like a jazz club on yes. Cleveland Street. We, we need, need a, a really good nail salon, preferably well, there's, there's a mobile a couple, one. There's a couple of nail salons. I want them to come to us. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but, we need, you know, there are, there are certain basic things I think that we need. One of the biggest things we need in Clearwater, and I'm talking to all of you residential commercial developers out there, one of the biggest things we need in Clearwater is affordable housing. Hmm. And when most people hear affordable housing, the first thing that comes to your mind is Section 8 government housing, and that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the folks who live and work in this county, particularly on the beach in the tourism sector, who can't afford to live in Clearwater. People live on the beach in Clearwater? There there are people who live on the beach. The property over there is incredible. Don't they know about climate change? That's a whole other. That's a whole other. Whole other we're gonna have to do a couple. We're gonna have podcasts. to do a few, right? Because in yeah. no way in the world you're gonna get me living on Clearwater Beach when there's spring break in downtown in Clearwater, well, right? Like you, know what, though, you can't leave. Unfortunately, my opinion is those folks. It's not like Clearwater Beach is a secret, right? We're number one beach in America mm-hmm. according to mm-hmm. TripAdvisor mm-hmm. three out of the last four years. It's not a secret. Yeah. They've been doing spring break on Clearwater for a hundred years. Yes. So it's not a secret that right. you know, if you buy property on Clearwater Beach, there leave. are things you're going to have to deal That's with. That's correct. And one of them is spring break. That's one of them, yes. So, like, I, I know that. Um, I know I, that spring break, from a government affairs chamber standpoint, every time I... I'm on the bridge sitting in traffic in spring mm-hmm. break. I'm just thinking cha-ching because yeah, happy all these people are spending their money in our town. All right. Selfishly, before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you a question because sure. this just came to me. So um, the wonderful Dr. K. Patel yes. opened up the Wyndham Grand. Yes. Yeah, we love that. We love him. And the new college. Yes. The med school. The medical school um, over on Gulf to Bay at the uh, western end of the Courtney Campbell. Great. So now um, I know you being the vice president of government affairs, you're going to help me get in there and uh, have me speak to the medical students. Okay, Daryl said it right here, <laughs> right here on the podcast. <laughs> He's laughing, Actually, but I'll I, be I would talking. Be, I would be more than happy to help Oh, you yay. Over at Nova We're recording I also am. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to the opportunity of perhaps mm-hmm. meeting Dr. Patel and asking oh, him about um, any other involvement he'd like to have. Maybe I know somebody that could help you with that. So um, We'll see how this relationship goes, Daryl. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you are only a floor away. Yes, ma'am. I get that. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast today. We will do a part two at some stage. We absolutely too much, folks. I would like to cover. just talk about New York. Absolutely. Right? We'll do that. Man. Well, I'll leave you with this little nugget of information. And this is a typical New Yorker. Both of us have already said that. Mm-hmm. We're going to like top each other. Let's... The state that is sending the most new residents to Florida is New York. Is New York. Well, that's, what, that's right. I just... So we're going to have a lot of our brothers and sisters. Well, I hope so. But yeah, I used to say, why would I move? Because everybody goes to Boca. <laughs> right? Would they go to Boca you know, or Boynton we Beach? About bagels and cream cheese. Yes, and bagels. Earlier, yes, you can find great bagel shops on the East Coast. Well, of course you can because they're all from Long Island. <laughs> or New York. Or New York, exactly. But I purposely moved to Tampa Bay because I already had New York. Yeah, that's true. But now I want them. Now we want. Them. I just want. So I want more just innovation. Need a good bagel shop. I'm not saying that there's not innovation <laughs> without New York. I'm just saying sometimes it's just faster. That's all. Thank you for joining us. Have a good day.
Thank you.